welcome to Anarchy Arcade. I'm James. This is my co-host, Luke. Hi, we're ready. We're yeah. excited. So today on Anarchy Arcade, this is our first episode, and we're going to kick it off strong. If you don't know the premise of the podcast, um, it should be in a description, but just in case, I'll refresh. Here, we're just going to be playing, we're tr basically learning about the evolution of, tr of strategic games throughout time. So we're starting off with some of the older ones, like checkers or chess. We decided to go with chess to start off just the most iconic strategy game. If you think of one, this comes to mind almost instantly. So we're going to be playing a round of chess. We're going to be talking um, while we play, um, making a few comments on like moves we like, um, strategies we like choose to employ. We both have a bit of experience playing chess. I was a chess club member during elementary and like the start of middle school. Luke, I think you were uh, middle school? Uh, yes, I was a chess club member uh, fifth grade. Some good times, some rough times. I remember definitely getting my uh, butt handed to me a couple, yeah. couple times, definitely. Yeah, there were some fun stories on my end. I remember there was one chess prodigy who was about my age and they had him as an instructor. I didn't realize this at the time. Oh. And so he came by during one of my games and started just jibber jabbering advice. Like it, it was, it was, it was very like rushed and quick and I'm like, didn't understand half of it. And I was like getting my butt kicked to, like handed to me. And so I'm just like a bit ticked off. And so I just told him to go away. And <laughs> then I realized his badge was his little name tag thing was different than mine. I'm like, Oh shit. I just pissed off an instructor. You're like, Oh, he knows what he's doing. Wow. Yeah. I, I was too terrified to apologize. Admittedly not my best moment, but it, it was memorable. And I remember it to this day. Um, this is why we always treat people with kindness. Cause you never know when it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah. I mean, you never know it's going to be the wrong person, but I mean, yeah. you never know it's going to help you either when you're going to be kind to someone. I mean, yeah, positivity throughout the world. Indeed. Anyway, with that note of positivity in mind, let's get straight to the brutal concept that is warfare. Oh. Shall we begin this epic game, this contest of ingenuity, my friend? I'm definitely scared. Uh, I feel like the outcome is weighed in your favor, but we're, uh, we're ready. I mean, it may be, but I think if our practice match was anything to go by i'm very rusty as well so this should be very fun to play maybe to listen to i hope so um might be difficult to follow along with chess but once we figure out how to record like versions of these games and like hopefully we can post one of these on youtube so you guys can follow along with that either way i think you'll have a fun time Let's just learn some new things maybe just uh Enjoy the sound of our voice. Who knows? Just have a great time. I've been told mine is magnificent. Yeah, I think it's very magnificent. We're ready. Why, thank you. All right. Well, you're white if you want to start us off. Right. I'm going to start with pawn going to a side. Ooh, the rook maneuver again. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going to mix it up this time. So we're taking knight to g3. Or f3, I guess. Right. Yeah. Going pawn to b6. Yeah, okay. Get my little triangle back in, you know? Mm. Well, in that case, we're going to start with the queen pawn this time, so e4. Now I got that bishop open to attack you. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to move f6. Ooh, fancy. Speed my pawn up. Get my queen loose. Learned that last time. Definitely. Yeah, uh, definitely a good strategy to get that out of the get that out there ready to go um we're gonna play risky oh. come get some oh i'm already spawn moving forward one space i was gonna move the one in front of the king but 
don't trust yeah. myself. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a trap. I feel like everything's a trap. Honestly. Maybe it is a trap, or maybe you're just paranoid. Who knows? I'm. It's probably a little bit of both. Probably yeah. a little bit of both. The mood. Maybe I'm adopting your strategy. Oh, just going <laughs> for it. Just have just have no plan whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. All right, I just moved my knight Ooh. to h6. Ah, tricky, tricky. Um, let's see. I think I think we're going to take this away from you now. Really? And just put a bit more pressure, be a bit more of a nuisance. All right. Let's see. I don't know how well it's going to play out, but let's open up the queen a little bit, give it some give it some room. We'll take that one back. Hmm. See now we have an interesting possibility. The queen the lane is completely open. I can just march my queen all the way down, trade them, take them away. Then it's a contest to see who's better without their queen. I'm not sure I am that. <laughs> because, like I said, I haven't played in a long time. But if I do, the only way you take my queen is by using your king. So that yeah. eliminates your ability to castle, and I think it might be worth doing. The other thing I have to consider is I'm kind of still pretty confined in terms of what pieces I have available. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think screwing up, like, what you got, like, oh, you opening up back here is going to be a good idea. So we're going to go for this. Queen from E1 to E8. Oh, sorry about that. No, you're fine. All right. It's hard to maneuver around these mics every now and then. Oh, yeah. Wish y'all could see. It's, uh, it's definitely a an interesting configuration. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to have to take the queen or else I'm done. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say check, but I guess it doesn't really matter now. It's all right. You already you already laid out the land. All right. Well, I think good idea bring this other knight into play. E7 with my um, black bishop. Yeah. Bishop. Yeah. Okay. Just get that hmm. little coverage out there. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I don't really have any way to straight line down again because my, both my bishops are still on the back line, so my rooks are kind of trapped. Admittedly, that's a situation I should fix, and one that I think I will. Bishop from f1 to b5. I realize I'm telling you a lot of my plans, but I feel like it's kind of necessary in order to keep a successful podcast going. Um, yeah, I know. Let's see. I think I can move my pawn. At, uh, you could. C7. That would threaten. I can move it up. That would threaten the bishop. It might be the best idea. Yeah, or the knight, but the knight could get taken. We'd have to switch it off. But I don't think it's a good mm -hmm. trade. I think I'm gonna go with the the pawn, and we're gonna see what happens. Okay. Yeah, I might have overcommitted with that bishop there. Pawn gets taken by that. <sighs> tricky, tricky. See, one thing y'all don't know about James is all of this could be a trap. I mean, we're talking it out, but... I could just be lying through my teeth, true. Um, yeah, but you don't know how often that works, too. Yeah. I mean... You don't know my poker face. That's another game we should play is poker. Oh. I don't know how much it qualifies as a strategic game, but you know what? What could go wrong putting a gambling episode on a Catholic podcast? Oh, exactly. I love gambling. It is one of my... It's America's pastime, honestly. Yeah, it, not indeed. baseball. There's a reason Vegas exists. Exactly. But I think we're going to have to move him. See, moving him there, you can just push him forward again. But you know what? We're going to live dangerously. 
a little dangerously. Yeah. We love to live dangerously here at Austin Powers. It's casino. <laughs> I know. No, I thought about starting a casino once. I think it's to be called the Dungeon. That's a cool name. I know. I feel like it would uh, have some fun. See, I'm a new. Speaking of Austin Powers, um, how many of those have you seen? Those, those are fun movies. Oh, I have seen all of them at least twice. I love oh, wow. Austin Power movies. They are I've, so funny. I've only seen the original and the one where he goes after Goldmember, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and his little son with his pinky in his mouth. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Mini me. Mini me. <laughs> I remember, I think one year, I tried to convince my brother to dress up as Mini me just so I could, like, take a photo. <laughs> and like be austin powers one thing mm. he said no but i mean it was a fantastic idea how could he say no to that <laughs> i know I mean, honestly i mean i thought he would have looked great the whole bishop thing is kind of getting annoying i want to bring the rook into play but you keep you keep attacking me and it's it's upsetting honestly i feel very attacked <laughs> i feel very attacked yeah well i'm feeling very chaotic right now with my mm. pieces i mean i feel kind of chaotic too but Honestly, it might be worth just sacrificing the bishop at this point. It's kind of getting to feel like it's more trouble than it's worth, but same time. I mean, you could always, you could always move that knight up there. I could. I could indeed do that. But you've got a, you've got a very good pawn structure. My guys are kind of just a wall. Yours are very nicely like fortifying. and. It's got that uh, diagonal yeah. action going on, you know? Hmm. Retreat again. I don't know how much good it's going to do me, but at least at this point, your pawns are going to start slowing down because they don't get that forward jump anymore. Yeah, it's not like I can move much with them. Yeah, bishop's going back to d3. Yay. I think might need to get That's an interesting facet of chess is sometimes it's like hard to justify sacrificing a lot of pieces oh. sometimes yeah. like we had that queen trade but right now we're pretty even in terms of what we were actually even in what terms of what we captured we both killed a pawn both taking a queen yeah but i mean if you look at it how it happened you've captured i'm just retaliating so you've, yeah. you've got the attack going yeah but defense is very important in chess if you can make it if you can turn your like side into an anvil eventually they're gonna break when they try and hit it See, I want to get this rook trying to go somewhere, so I think a6, move my rook up. Mm. Might might mess with my wall, but... Yeah, but will it mess with it enough is the trick. Um, see, this pawn I really need to get killed because I can't move my knight forward all that well with him still there. Oh. Let's see. I think, honestly, the best course of action here is just going to be the castle um, queen side. So bring that rook into play and protect the king a little bit. That's smart. You have those three pawns right there. Yeah. and I've got a lot of pawns right still. There. We both do, but yeah. it's getting to the point where something there's about to be a massacre. It's just a matter of where it's going to go down and who it's going to involve. Exactly. Which I'm pretty scared right now. Let's see. Move this pawn up here. Uh, you're opening up that knight again. You got some spaces to move to. Yeah. With that in mind. Hmm. What I really need is this rook to be moved so I can just start picking apart your pawns. Like take apart the back line so they can't really coordinate all that well. Yeah. Oh wait, I'm an idiot. 
I just needed to take the, yeah, move the knight from C3 to B5. Boom. Take a pawn. It's the little things that matter in chess. It's true. Just oh, whittle wow. away at each other. Look at you. Yeah. You got two moves. You got check. I mean, one move and it's check. Boom. Oh, yeah. Miscount my move. If your rook was still there, that'd be a very nice move because then I could fork him and the king. Yeah. So he did a good thing moving him. Go for to, uh, Tricky. Just in case you want to move, you know? If you're yeah. Somewhere. You avoided potential disaster there. I didn't want to say it, but if your rook had stayed at, I think that's A6. A6, yeah. And I had moved the knight to C7. He'd be forking the king and the rook. The bishop would also be ready to attack the rook. So the king has to move. The rook is just dead. The bishop would would take whichever one I chose to take the thing with, but I'd also take the bishop. So it's a net gain for me because I kill your rook and your bishop, and I would most likely only lose a knight because you don't really need... The knights are needed less when the queen is dead, in my yeah. opinion. No. That may be like sacrilegious to say. Like <laughs> It may be incredibly useful, and I just am way too rusty to know about it, but... I don't know. I feel like them moving in the L is really just best for cornering the queen and forking. That's true. Especially because you can't really... Sometimes you overlook it. Yeah. You just can't tell. But with the queen gone, everything's changing. Yeah. There's there's no, like, sudden imminent death to where, like, one thing <laughs> happens and, like, you could just be done. Yeah. Speaking of forks, though, your rook being there does present a ni uh, not as good opportunity, but it is a nice one. To take it to a7 and then fork your bishop who's still on the line and the rook so now you have a choice to make Let's see because you can't save them if i want to keep it i'd have to move it forward but now i gotta try to think about wait oh oh I wait see i there. see something so i can't i can only move it one space yeah. or else i'm done for yeah it's all about the mind games all about making sure they don't notice something important something very important okay well i'm gonna go look for my pieces <laughs> for a little bit while i'm gone yeah but of course i could be just entire entirely making this up and there's nothing important whatsoever having to do with that knight at what is that h6 yeah i'm gonna move my bishop to b7 yeah if you saw it okay so see it wasn't the greatest fork but it was a fork and it forces you to do some stuff yeah. in the meantime what do I want to cause pain and suffering to? That is a good question. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like the defining question of everything. Um, what pain and suffering would I cause today? Yeah. I think we're going to move you oh. forward. A little stalemate action going on. Yeah. Just make them go. See, you're making me want to, like try to attack you a little bit but yeah. I feel like uh, you're worried can't do anything peaceful neither of us wants to lose pieces it's I know that's the hardest part I moved uh, from yeah. knight to c4 honestly c4 honestly my favorite of spaces <laughs> but that's that's a g um, it looks kind of like a c on this board it's kind of wear and tear but a p c uh, yeah it's not bad yeah it's, all right. it's fine what to do now though is the question because you are positioned... I'm trying to think what that knight does if you move him again. And I guess he could check the king, but then he dies to the pawns. Um, could hit him there, in which case I kill him with the knight. Basically, you're just tying down my pieces and keeping me occupied with what he could do. And I, 
That's a tricky part of chess. Yeah, um, it's always coulds. Yeah, but you never coulds. And what's the risk could. that they do that versus something else? And what are they trying to misdirect you from? Like, yeah. what's the obvious threat versus the non-obvious one? I think it may be time for a bit of a massacre to occur, okay. but not quite yet. Not quite. So we're going to take that bishop, move him from d3 to e4. I know that blocks my rook from really blitzing, but honestly, I don't feel like exchanging him to losing him to the king to take a bishop. Even if it gets the king into a op more open position, it's kind of not really worth it in my view. Yeah. And then right now, I'm trying to think if I want to move my pawn on h up one so your bishop can't even try to take it. But I also want to move the rook, so I can't. Yeah. See, the massacre, I'm kind of centering it on that rook. It's just, what do I lose and what do I gain if I go after it now? And do I come out on top? Like, That's the thing. You lose your, uh, lose your knight. But I'd lose a knight, lose. probably. I'd, yeah, I'd definitely lose the knight or the bishop. Whichever one I move first is the thing. And I'm probably going to, just like tactics-wise, I think I'm probably going to sacrifice the knight first. Like I said before, I kind of don't really find them as useful to victory once the queen's dead. Hmm. Move that up a little bit. Treats the face. Yeah. That's tricky because I feel like if I start pushing here, you're just going to push there and I've got another problem on my hands. But I think this could turn out really well or really bad. Because if you weaken here, then I have to call this off because it's an opportunity to attack your king. Huh. Maybe I'm just telling you that in order to lull you and mess with your head. But who knows? Um, I guess we'll see. figure out, right? Yeah, indeed we will. I think we shall. Oh, see, there's the problem: is the rook is protected by three pieces for you, oh, and yeah. I've only got two who are who can attack it. Uh, what we really need is a little more depth. So that pawn on d two is going up to d four. Oh gosh, I think I see what you're talking about. The massacre. It yeah, just, just I think we're head. just gonna make this a uh, little square, like the three by three square with uh, C six at the center, just a bloodbath. <laughs> Most likely. Yeah. Honestly, that seems reasonable. <laughs> I'm trying to think about where the best tactic would be. I think I'm gonna have to just. I don't do that. It's a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's protecting your, like, G-pawn, so. I think I will, though, maneuver okay. H5, go up. Oh, dang. Now it's, now it's keeping the knight safe. That's tricky. Not, un not, unwant not unwanted, but you're definitely making it harder to orchestrate the bloodbath with so with appealing options developing elsewhere, mm -hmm. you know? I don't want to see everything die. I I, I do want to I do want to keep my tr my little wooden men alive. I've grown attached to them. Attached. To, I mean, yeah. they are nice. Yeah. I mean, the bishop's got a little frowny face on him. <laughs> Look at that. I know. I like their little holes too. That's something to talk about. Um, do you know you know those like special chessboards, so like Transformers, a Mario, all those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which was your favorite? My favorite. I think it was Mario because Mario like, Bowser and the yeah. yeah. And as a kid, like 
Irish played Mario so much. I thought it was the coolest game ever. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't want to be Mario and Luigi? I had, I kind of, I liked Mario because I could recognize all the characters. Like, he had Pirates of the Caribbean and Transformers, but, like, Transformers, all the pieces do kind of look the same. Oh, yeah. But I, one thing I did love about the Pirates of the Caribbean one was the uh, guy with the tentacles. Yeah, Davy Jones. He, was an, he had an awesome piece because he, he was so just cool. like, ha, ha, ha. I know, and, like, you could just see all the, like, Details. lines on his yeah. face. It was amazing. Yeah. It was, like, just full-on, like, cheap plastic, too. Like, the fact that they got that much detail it looked, like, 3D printed or something, like, full-on computer-generated. Yeah, I know. Might have been, but I don't know. That was kind of, like, before 3D printing was the thing. Oh, yeah. It was definitely before yeah. where that was, like, more of a popular thing. When did 3D printing get invented? Do we know? I think it was invented, but it was, like, massive ones, and they uh, kind of started shrinking the, the stuff down around when I got to high school. Oh, okay, so it was like computers. Like Four or five years ago, like maybe. Yeah. Okay. Which is actually a pretty cool like thing. With computers, they had to shrink it down in order to make it more efficient. Yeah. Like, actually consumed less energy the closer the pieces were together. Yeah. That's just wild to me how they could yeah. be entire rooms, yeah. and then they would transition into... Well... Your everyday laptop. Oh. We're going to increase that little tension moment there pawn from d4 to d5 okay i think it's going to go down in like the next two turns yeah, are you prepared for this new world where we have like no pieces whatsoever <laughs> i will say not really but am i excited i am definitely excited yeah you move and she ah ah strips her face okay we're pushing Pushing a little bit. See, that's tricky. I was going to try and get this guy into play, but now I can't do that. He's blocked. I mean, I could still get him in here, but uh, I don't know. Preparation is, is truly key in these moments. But I think we are ready to begin. Oh, gosh. Pawn takes rook. Now these are the moments I live for. Right, I'm gonna have this pawn. Gonna put a pawn right there. Over on c6. Knight's gonna take the pawn that took the bishop that or that took the pawn that took the rook. It's like the old lady who swallowed the fly who swallowed the thing. <laughs> to, I don't remember that book, but there were some people I knew who could just like quote everything. It was just it was scary. They'd just like. Are you kidding me? She swallowed the door to protect the fly to protect <laughs> the thing to eat the cat to like. I know, that's awesome to me. I yeah. can I cannot memorize. I mean, I guess if you read it recently enough, you could probably, we could probably recite it if we read it recent enough, but. I think we're going to have a little trade action here. I'm going to yeah. take my knight, get your knight. Tricky, tricky, tricky. I don't feel like losing uh, my bishop today. Yeah. Well, now the rook's back in play, so let's see. I think you're going to come out on top, but check, by the way. He's going to get killed, but I'd like to say it. Check by who? Bishop. <gasps> yeah. Oh, wow. You didn't think you were safe, did you? That bad. I no. guess I was going to take him. Yeah. Well, with that massacre over with, let's see where we stand. Um, you currently both still have both your bishops, um, a knight, a rook, um, five pawns, and the king. Um, I have a, one more pawn, so six mm -hmm. pawns, but one less bishop and both rooks. 
Honestly, I think the rooks are going to come in more handy than the bishops, just because I can just crush you down the board. Yeah, I but think so, too. The bishops are hard, are nice. Having both of them is nice, because you just can get that diagonal snipes across the board, I feel like, is the be like a great way to use the bishops, because they're easy to forget about, you know? Yeah, that's true. I know I wanted to, a couple plays ago, I got rid of my knight, for your knight, mm. and I could have just used the bishop and then covered it with the knight and kept the knight. But, but you know. It's a knight. I know. I gotta. I'm sorry, but my little pony, the bond is not strong enough <laughs> to keep your knight around. My little pony had to go. I mean, yeah. love that thing more than life. Yeah. All right. Um, how do we want to play this? Because currently, you still got that bishop's threatening my knight. I didn't anticipate that, and I really should have. That's a miscalculation for me. if I move him then you're threatening the king which is a tricky thing to deal with but not all that bad because with the board the way it is I feel like I can maneuver better mm -hmm. I think we might want to just take him back there so from oh. f3 to d2 watch a lie I wasn't expecting that one <laughs> mm -hmm. sometimes retreat is the prudent course of action sometimes you gotta do it though yeah the real trick, the trouble is, like, if your knight was here or here, you'd be in a big power position for that pawn, because if you just hit him once, you're causing me a lot of problems, and you're forcing him to move there or there, out into the open. No, Neither see, of which is great. My course of strategy was going to be, I was going to take your knight, and I was going to move this, uh, my knight, over to h2, which I think I'm actually going to do right now. Ah. Move that knight, just add a little pressure, you know? Yeah little pressure but not enough to really win the game because the thing is now Knight your knight's going to die the next turn unless you do something to reinforce him mm -hmm. which you can't use that bishop because the rook is attacking mm -hmm. and I don't know that your pawns can reach him in time either so I'm curious right. what will you do Luke see in a perfect world I wish this uh, pawn was dead pawn was dead <laughs> <laughs> Over in H5. Yeah, and then the rook just crushes right down, kills him dead. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, sadly, we do not live in a perfect world, and that pawn is very much alive. And we can't kill our own pieces. Mm -hmm. That'd be interesting in chess if you could. Just like... Like as a move, just take away your own piece? Like yeah. self-sacrifice? Yeah. Commit seppuku. <laughs> I probably mispronounced that and offended the Japanese audience, but... <laughs> That's all right. That's yeah. all right. It'll be fine. They like us. They like us. Yeah, who doesn't love Americans, honestly? <laughs> like that Ned guy in Spider-Man says, Europeans just love Americans. There was a whole book written about how the ugly American was the greatest person on Earth. The because ugly. they had a purity of soul on the inside. I'm sure that's what that book was about. <laughs> right, I'm going to have to move my knight back. Yeah. To G4. On the bright side, you did gain a pawn for free, which is a good thing. Yeah, I think now we're even with the pawns, hopefully. Yeah. Um, three, three and three, yeah. Okay, fun. This is fun. This is okay. We're going to bring that oh. rook pawn up. We're going to try and bring the other rook into play. So you're finally bringing in your left side. That's the thing. You attacked I mean, yeah. with your right side. You, you had it. I mean, you got to just go strong, try and knock him out with one punch. But if that doesn't work, then you bring in the other fist, which oh. has currently been wholly un unestim like inestimably powerful and truly unopposed just a left hook 
I think I'm gonna have to start moving my feet on the side a little bit. Uh oh. Um. Okay. So now you're free to bring that bishop back into play because I still can't take him because the king is protecting him, but he's no longer protecting. He's no longer standing between the king and my rook, which is not a happy situation. Yeah. I may need to expedite the plans of eternal world domination. Oh no. Yeah, we're moving two pawn. We're moving the pawn forward two spaces instead of one now. So b4. Gonna move my bishop over to b6. Ooh, we're going for the knight to come back. Yeah, that's what we're really hoping for these days. Okay, I mean, I won't dissuade you, but I won't make it easy on you. Oh, wow, that rook is going to e6, and he's gonna take one of your bishops now. That is true, and that's that one. Although. Probably. This is my favorite part of chess. If you couldn't tell, just the late game where it really matters. Like, it matters so much, like, what you do. You can really see the benefit of your actions. Yeah. Because when the pieces are all in the board, it's hard to tell, like, is this sacrifice going to make or break me, or is it just, like, a sacrifice on the road of many sacrifices that's going to, like, lead to the game? Uh -huh. This is where the planning and scheming really comes to the forte, and it's kind of hard, harder to keep commentary, I will say. I'm trying, I'm doing my best to keep talking. And yeah. make sure there's no dead air. I will say right now, I did wish, or I do wish, I moved one of these earlier to take one of those. Because mm. I could have some leeway from I mean, it. they were back there until, like, the last two moves. Yeah, I know. Like, this guy happened last time, and then... There's not... I think I'm going to have to... See, the problem is I can't move my bishop and come take that back. You're just going to yeah. have to get one, and then I'm just going to have to... I'm yeah, trying to think. I kind of feel bad about it. And I'm trying to think <laughs> if there's a knight, like a way the knight can save the day or something. Um, um, checked over a scenario. There's, there's not a way so far. I have gone over the scenarios in my mind. The five point, whatever Doctor Strange says. Well, move it back. Go right here. Okay, now this is a lot of options. And five. You could, you, you have what three pieces you can choose from yeah. right now? Yeah, I can take the pawn. I can take the knight. I can't take the knight actually because the pawn is protecting him. So it's still like just take the bishop basically. But I can't take this guy now, which I find to be problematic. See, I really want to take these two guys into play, but it's just I don't know. Let's take the piece. So that's the black bishop dead. Rook to d6, and with any luck, we're gonna just keep on going any luck i'll win <laughs> well i mean luck for me bad luck for you i think for next game we should probably click battleship just complete random oh, chance battleship i'm battleship. curious to see whether you don't spoil this but i'm curious to see whether you are a grid liner or just a shot in the darker oh shot in no. the dark no i will say i believe i'm pretty lucky i mean hmm. we'll see i think i uh just go ahead yeah. and say it i think i'm gonna take this pawn out of play okay what do you think i am for battleship you? Yeah. I think you're definitely a one in the corner, but like, oh, also, I think you're one, like one or two in the corner, but then you have like a couple spread across the middle. Like it's not mm. all in one place, yeah, and it's not all like the corners, the lines, or anything like that. But I think you're definitely like 
at least one in the corner to like try to hide or like do whatever or just to even like give an easy one to like throw someone off okay i think for you in battleship um by the way i'm gonna take the pawn up here and i know that's gonna initiate a trade but um yeah pawn to b4 yeah for you in battleship i kind of see you as a shot in the dark kind of person for the like hit or miss yeah but i think you get pretty lucky with it and that's why you do it um for ship wise i think you're someone who is very good at like tricking i think you kind of try and trick people into thinking they've hit something other than what they've hit oh i will do that yeah i will i will say that because sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a big one. It was, it was the second one. There are two little spots. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, this pawn is just crying out to be captured. So we're going to oh. move the rook to f6 and cut him off. Also check the king because yeah. multitasking. Yeah, this is the ultimate multitask. We have to think about moves that affect multiple pieces while at the same time we're talking and trying to carry on a coherent conversation. Right, I think I'm going to move my knight back and then for the king to uh, mm. f7. Now here's, not, this is tricky. Cat and mouse. Because now the knight's protecting the rook. I had planned to just run him all the way down mm-hmm. and then just kill your rook, but now he's being protected and I don't know if I can do that. What I can do, however, bring this rook there. Oh, okay. Take your bishop away. See, this is where the rooks just become, like I said, the rooks are just powerful positions here. When the board is open like this, they just roll down the thing. I mean, the thing is, right here with that bishop, I could move it, but I'd only be delaying the inevitable. There's yeah. no way really out of this for me. So you got that pawn. Your king would take it if I go for the king. Yeah, you gotta find, honestly, I think you have to just find a way to kill one of the rooks, because... The rooks are deadly right now. I will say. Right now, you you've got this. Like your pawn line is so far forward, and your king is so far back that you can't really maneuver around the pawns to survive a crusher attack. Mm. So I, I think, think move my rook. That is actually tricky. Page six. That's that's evil. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a conversation about how good you're getting at this game too quickly. Well, um, we'll call it luck. Yes. Yeah. I still, I'm pretty sure it is luck. Um, I mean, I think it might be time to initiate code red. Go for the yeah. kill. Hmm. It's tricky. I thought about putting the knight there, but then you just kill it with the bishop. So honestly, I think taking the bishop rook from a6 to c6 is probably my best bet. Just protect yeah. the other rook, force you to lose one. Definitely was, because now, if you went for the rook to uh, take my rook, I could have gotten you with the knight. Yeah. Would have left my king open, but it would have taken a couple moves to get there. I mean, now you're going to kill one rook, which is a good thing, but you're going to lose the other one, which is bad. But the knight is good, because you can hop around and kill my pawns, and that's honestly your best bet at this moment, because if I get one of them to the other side, I get a queen or a rook, you're just going to get in the same situation. I think I'm going to go with something uh, a little different. I think I'm just going to move my pawn up. Oh, you're going to rush with the pawn, try and get yeah. through? Just well, move it up a little bit. the bishop's still there. He hasn't moved all game. This is the moment his life has been <laughs> building up to. Has He's been sit there and kill that pawn when it <laughs> finally gets to his destination. He's ready, though, I will say. Yeah, look at that. Just 
frown on his face. You shall not pass, my friend. You shall not pass. Yeah. I think you might need to get like uh, like googly eyes for next game. Uh, I don't know that his head is big. I don't know that the bishop's big enough for googly eyes. We might have like a single googly eye fit <laughs> under the frown, and then it's just like an angry eye. Oh yeah, like Mike Wazowski. <laughs> what a guy. Mike Wazowski, the bishop of Monsterland. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, I have an evil, evil idea. Uh, I'm going to take your pawn with the knight. Oh, okay. And then my bishop is now open to finally come into play and attack something. And I am sure he will excel at the roll. Hmm. Now it's just a matter of picking what pieces I want to like kill or sacrifice in order to kill something thing is i don't have many moves up here yeah oh, i can't even move my knight because i move it yeah you go for the kill that's the difficulty with chess is one there's a point when like it's both are equal like amounts of pieces and it's a lot about tactics and what you can afford to lose but if you lose too much then they just start outnumbering you and what eventually it does show like numbers do tell in this like game I think I'm just gonna have to keep delaying it. I'm just yeah. have to move these pawns up here. Delaying is a like good thing though, because like sometimes blunders just happen, and then you can capitalize on it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, now I'm gonna take the thing, but. Oh, I yeah. didn't see that. Bishop snipe. Uh, C one two. What is that? H six. Even just mentioned it. Just boom! Four. Right across how the board. Didn't move. You forget about them. He didn't move at all, and you just forgot he was there, even though I like you know. I know. Now I have to move my king, too. Yeah. Oh, I just realized you can't take him with the knight because the rook's there. Yeah. How about that? What to do? I think I'll just move my king over to G8, just yeah. over one. But it's looking like the outcome's kind of set. Yeah, it does look that way. All right. Um, kind of want that knight dead before I really push you. But uh, how to kill it is the thing. Because if I hit it with the rook, you just take the rook and then I'm down one. And I don't really like that. Um, I do need to move the bishop, though, because you can just kill him. Which might, it might be worth letting you kill the bishop with the knight to just take it with the rook. But then you have two rooks coming after me, too. Yeah, I think we're just going to push with the pawn and see what you do. Put the honest <laughs> on you. I think I'm gonna have to take the bishop. I mean, try to get one more out of play, you know? Yeah. Of course, now I am unopposed when I try and crush you. Mm -hmm. Now it is just. See, now is it like a time where I forfeit, or do I just uh, um, run around with my head cut off? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you can forfeit, but I might screw up with the rooks. It's it's unlikely, but. We'll just see if I can get another piece. Yeah. Maybe my. King, my trusty king, him and his two uh, pawns. Yeah. Move him up one. Okay, well, you're you're kind of being annoying with how you're delaying things, but you will never catch my rook. You see, the <laughs> king is slow. He he moves one space, and I can move many. Yeah. I guess I'm just gonna move him over one again. Shoe. <laughs> Check. But I'm yeah, for visual preference, I'm basically just gonna walk down the board for the, with these rooks until you have nowhere else to go. I think I'm going to call it. I'm just going to move up one. No, I feel like this one, the rook over at uh, C6 needs the credit it deserves because uh, it was holding yeah. down everything. I'm going to give it the win. 
Um, okay. King over to e6. Okay. Or just we're playing take the king. Okay. Yeah, it was either that or run away for 20 minutes and. Uh, I mean, I technically like running away would have just been like there. I moved back and then boom. Yeah. But yeah, that was cool. So do we want to do post game talk or? I don't know. What do you talk about? I mean. I don't know. Just like what was going through your head. So like when the queen thing happened, that was. Oh. Yeah. That was a game changer. Because I think with our practice match, I definitely was like, okay, the queen is like something I need to learn how to utilize a little more. Like mm -hmm. I just need to like bring it into play a little early. I tried. Yeah. And then <laughs> that inadvertently opened it up to us both losing our queens. Yeah. Which. which I mean, definitely made the game interesting. Which was a risk. Yeah. Because you had shown you were pretty good with you. You are very good with using your pawns, I will say. I don't use them all that much. They tend to get left behind on the back row. Like I move the knights into play. And then I kind of focus on that. When the knights stop working, I bring like bishops in. When the bishops stop working, I bring rooks in if I can. But you were good at getting the pawns off the wall right off the bat. It kind of backfired later game. Like you had these yeah. two pawns. You had these two guys on like the left side, of my right side of the board, your left side. Um, they were kind of just sitting way up there and your king was all alone. He didn't really have a wall to protect him. Yeah, like yours does right now. Yeah. You hammered away at my wall, but I still I could move maneuver around it a bit, which was helpful to me. Um, I think you definitely had the right play with the pawns. Keeping them like yeah. steady, but still moving them up and still getting it, but you still yeah. maintained your wall to where you could move two spaces yeah. if you want or if you need to attack. You were good at pushing with this side, but then the massacre happened there. and That was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting, but it kind of decimated the like line you had moving forward. Yeah. Like that pawn line, I had to just sacrifice a bunch to kill it off. Like, because it was just advancing and I didn't have any other way to stop it. So I kind of just threw a lot of th threw a lot of things at it and hoped it like would break, and it, it did. It definitely broke. Yep. I mean, and I had got through. yeah, I had enough pawns to delay the last two who had survived it, and I'm just like, okay, put this guy up here, those two deadlock, this guy goes, and it's just meh. Yeah, so that kind of stopped this whole board from like working, and then it all moved to my right side, your left. Uh, you were good at moving, like or at, at like planning ahead and focusing on what the moves are like going to happen and what like. Yeah the future holds essentially with the game yeah. but then you were also very good at like you kind of i can see like both sides you kind of like split your board in half and you were using one side to attack and one side to defend because i was pushing on mm -hmm. one side but you definitely had the better strategy i would say yeah i think with us being like talking a lot during chess it was a lot of it a lot more than it should have been about like dividing your attention mm -hmm. so like i got a lot of surprise moves especially like that bishop at the end like, we had been oh. talking about him, but I think you were focused on conversation and less about what, like, was actually being gestured to on the board. And so when I just took him and moved him across the thing to take the rook, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> no, when you took him, I was in awe because I, I was associating the uh, bishop with the pawn that was just taken. And I yeah. was like, oh. And I was like, okay, well, he's out of play. Like, the pawn's already dead. And yeah, obviously he was not. <laughs> yeah. Um, most useful piece, I think, for me was definitely going to be those um rooks just from the fact that i could hammer away at things late game but i think for you the bishops were killing it because those combined with the pawns the way you use them i just had so many like points where i just had to pull back like the knight i had to pull back like kind of my bishop i had to pull back like retreating when walking back trying to find like a place where i could d threaten you a bit and like do some damage if you left yourself vulnerable and I couldn't really find that when you had, like, the full-on wall going and, like, marching it forward. 
That's the problem. See, the only problem I do have with, like, the way I play like that is since you utilize the rooks so well and since you, like, know how to really maneuver them to, like, set up a good, like, takeover, it, like, doesn't let me fully get the rooks out because the wall is a little diagonal, so the Mm -hmm. only piece I can really move are the bishops or other pawns. Or obviously the knights, but yeah, honestly, bringing the rooks kind of are just I think a late game play. It's hard to bring them out early on, just because the pawns get in the way so much. Yeah. Like you kind of have to have them. Like you kind of have to wait until after the massacre in order to bring the rooks in. Yeah. And I think that it might be where I got you a bit. Is you had tried to bring the rook in a bit early, yeah. and thus okay. he was something that got destroyed in that big like pile up attack. Yeah, in the massacre. Yeah. It helped you take down my pawns and get the rook where you had yeah. But I did think it was a kind of even trade for the bishop, but later in the game I realized it kind of yeah. wasn't. <laughs> the The addition of the rook kind of skewed it in my favor, I think. Yeah. But honestly, not a bad game. Um, if I had overcommitted, if I had been a more hasty with that like trade-off thing, I probably would have lost a lot more and you probably would have come out on top because if I I didn't realize about that night until um, about like five turns after we started talking about like setting up after I started talking about like setting up for a massive trade off in that one spot. So if I I was ready to go and then I realized, oh, wait, that night is a third piece that's involved there. I'm about to send these two guys in there to just lose. Yeah. And I was really yeah. hoping you didn't see that. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, yeah. just go for it. <laughs> just go take the bait, take it, do it, do it, do yeah. it. That's why I kept pushing the left side. Cause yeah, distract your attention. Like, that's yeah. mind games like pushing, are when you push and yeah. kill, you got it. Mind games are really important in a game like this. And I think, um, depending on what we want to focus on for next episode, we either do like the crazy, like risk bits about it, so like battleship or something, so like random chance. Or we do something like Stratego, where it's just all mind games. Yeah. Like, so much of it is just like, do I actually have, like, the big guy here? Or is it just a bomb? Or is it just, like, a scout or something? Yeah. Or, like, are all these bombs clustered around my flag? Or is it just a complete decoy? Oh, yeah. I think I think no matter what happens, I think we're definitely going to have a good set of games. We're definitely going to learn yeah. a lot, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I think every all the viewers will enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. So do we want to take it out? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a... Yeah. Uh, you want to do the honors or shall I? You got it. You won. Okay. Winner takes all. That's fair. All right. So thank you for watching. So thank you for tuning in to Anarchy Arcade. Today we played chess. We had a great time. Um, we learned a lot about tactics, strategy, misdirection, mind games. Honestly, I'd love to play this again, but I think we're going to like take a hiatus from chess and maybe try it and pr- definitely try out some other games. Walk our way through the timeline. Maybe take a jump to something more modern like Stratego, or maybe we'll take something to a bit um, more classic. Or I think Stratego is a bit more classic than Battleship. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, either way, I think those are the two options for next episode. So definitely tune in after the holiday season. Um, we're probably going to have another episode up after Christmas. This is intended to be our holiday special, so I think we're going to get that up maybe before, maybe on around Christmas Eve. Yeah. All right. Thank you.